Hi, I'm George Stocker, and this is Last Week in .NET for the week ending January 30th, 2021. Now, we're getting our first snowfall here in the D.C. area for the first time in what feels like forever. And the .NET team is pondering the true meaning of the words backlog management. So let's get to it. As previously alluded to, the .NET team is closing older issues in their GitHub repos. And this is a cause for concern among the people write these issues. If you run an open source project, sooner or later, you're going to run into this if you don't have the people power to manage your backlog. Now, I hope the .NET team takes the time to realize this hints at a much deeper problem. And that problem really isn't too many issues are being opened on GitHub. Stack Overflow writes about a deep dive into their May 2019 security incident. Now, the word incident here has the same energy that my two-year-old does when she has a poopy pull-up and decides she'd rather not wear it anymore. That aside, this is a fascinating look into what actually happened and how Stack Overflow used what this attacker searched for on Stack Overflow to figure out where they were going to hit next. Using Stack Overflow to hack Stack Overflow is a new one on me. The .NET Conf Focus on Windows Desktop Development is February 25th, 2021. Now, at this time, there are no speakers, no schedule, just to save the date. Kind of cutting it close, aren't we, .NET? Are you tired of console applications defaulting to .NET Core 3.1 when you create them in Visual Studio and you have a perfectly good .NET 5 installation? Me too. Also, Anthony Giretti has a fix for that in this blog post. Ben Watson wants your input on breaking changes being made to Microsoft.io.recyclable memory stream. It's like database connection pulling, but for the large object heap. Microsoft has released Lambda for Excel. You would be wrong if you thought the word Lambda was an acronym for something. Rather, it's because the keyboard got stuck and marketing thought that was edgy. Now that Excel is turn complete, I await doom being created in Excel. The Rocking the Coding World with .NET Dave had a special guest, Kendra Heavens, on February 6, 2021. Kendra is a program manager for Visual Studio and .NET at Microsoft, and Rocking the Coding World is a podcast that is not to be confused with .NET Rocks. Microsoft has put together a new experience for feedback. And now there's a new way for them to ignore your feature request. There's a NuGet Package Explorer CLI tool that can validate NuGet packages. This is helpful to those of you that author NuGet packages. And if you don't, well, carry on. NuGet Package Explorer is also tripping up Norton Antivirus. So if you use either, watch out for false positives. Bridget Murtaugh has an eight-part developer series on Docker containers. Now, part one is now, and part two and eight are on the right-hand side of now. Are you curious how the pre-built .NET Docker images are created? Elton Stoneman has the answer. This blog post is a fascinating look into how Docker images are effectively turtles all the way down. Special thanks to 
D.D. Walsh for the link, and that's at D.D. Skier on Twitter. Codemaze updated their blog post on Blazor WebAssembly authentication. It's unclear what the updates are, but if you use WebAssembly and Blazor and need authentication, this is probably something you should know. Microsoft announces their support for open web docs. Do you remember when Mozilla laid off the MDN team? Remember how MDN is so much better than W3 schools? Yeah, this action has to do with that. It looks like the big tech companies are coming together to make documentation a funded thing. There's a video out on elegant API versioning in ASP.NET Core Web API. I've not vetted any of these claims, so don't at me, but give the video a watch. Microsoft released their fiscal year 21 quarter two results. The numbers went up and to the right, but the whole stock market has been doing that. So there's a article where one third of tech workers admit to only working three to four hours a day. This is according to Fast Company. And this is the even more important part. The other two thirds lie about it. .NET 5 Source Generators Jumpstart. This is a blog post that goes through the socially acceptable code generation tool known as the Source Generator. Speaking of Source Generators, there's a blog post out that shows them how you can create that DSL your business wants, and when in two years you're stuck maintaining this DSL that about 10 people on the entire planet understand, you can give it up to use Excel's Lambda. I'm not bitter at all. GitHub Actions is removing support for .NET Core 3.0. Update to .NET 3.1 or .NET 5, or just build everything in a Docker container. The author of Curl wrote a blog post asking the question, what if GitHub is the devil? This being a serious subject, I will not joke and say, too late. In other news, I don't think the Entity Framework team ever sleeps. They've created the branch for Entity Framework Core 6.0 Preview 1, and if living on the edge is your thing, go ahead and download it. Steve Cleary continues his series on asynchronous messaging with Part 4, retrieving results. This sort of thing reminds me that we don't yet have the tooling to support microservices in a standard way. The .NET Foundation has put together a speaker directory. Now, there are lots of good speakers on there, although they let me on there, which is suspect. We found out through a news article that 30% of SolarWinds hacking victims did not actually have SolarWinds installed. Well, that's, uh, that's frightening. And that's it for what happened last week in .NET. I'm George Stocker, and I am hosting a free webinar on getting started with TDD in .NET on March 5th. That's a strategic insight into TDD, not really the mechanics. And when I'm not doing that, I'm helping .NET teams double their productivity through test-driven development. You can check out more at www.doubleyourproductivity.io. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.